0: no passport required. Hi, this is
1: Marilyn Ball and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And remember, time is coming up. You need to get registered in the Vero Beach Summer Flyaway Sweepstakes. Somebody's going to win. Tickets on Elite Airways from Asheville to Vero Beach Airport, three days, four nights in luxury accommodations. All you have to do is go to www.summerflyaway.com and enter to win because it's going to be a great trip. I mean, I'd enter, but I don't think I'm allowed to. But anyway, so I have to tell you that sometimes getting away from it all is... All about, I don't know, just what are you going to get into? There's so many things in travel that you can get into how about spending time on a farm? Ever think about that? That experience can actually provide a brief and intimate glimpse into how things used to be and provide the pleasure of eating food right from the garden and spending loads of time outdoors with those lovable farm animals that we all want to take home with us. Well, I'm excited to find out more about farming and Agritourism for my guest today, Franny Tacey. Now she was actually born Frances, but now she's farmer Franny. I love that Franny. She's a Nashville girl, right? Born and raised here. I I was actually born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, mm. and have been here for twenty years. I in Nashville, you. so you're a Nashville local, pretty much, right? So her life has been connected to living and learning, and traveling and adventure all kinds of adventure and experiencing the outdoors. And she's right here today in the studio to give us a glimpse into what farming and agritourism and so much more is all about. Welcome to the show, Franny. Well, thanks for having me here. I'm so excited. You know, I've been reading all about your farm and things that are going on there. The the yoga with goats. Yeah. Okay. That just sparked my interest. It is a ton of fun. I bet. Well, Franny, I'm curious. You're from Nashville, Tennessee. You've lived in Nashville for 20 years. Tell us a little bit about Francis. Well, I
2: am a lot like I've always been and always, always loved animals growing up. My dad was a cattle farmer. And although my parents divorced when I was young, I still had a lot of opportunity to spend time on the farm. And did that. All my hobbies were outdoor related. Went to forestry school in Flagstaff, Arizona. Spent summers camping in the woods. Went to every national park. Canoeed the Rio Grande, which, not smart. Before the internet, we didn't know. And... um Have just always been, it's just been a lifetime of experiences that got me
1: to our own farm about four and a half years ago. Nice. All right. So because this is a show about travel, I want to hear about that Rio Grande trip. Tell us in a nutshell what happened. Well,
2: for some reason, we thought it was a great idea to take two weeks vacation to canoe the Rio Grande So it was just me and a really good friend of mine from the Forest Service who is very skilled. And our two dogs in a canoe for 14 days was the plan. And we almost died a couple of times, um, even though we had maps and we were experienced. It was before the Internet. We didn't really know what we were doing. So made that made it out of that one alive. After 11 days, we had to pull out but
1: um it was
2: quite the adventure very beautiful
1: quite the adventure i love that so it it sounds like adventure has always been kind of in your world something that more so of- outdoor adventure everything
2: outdoors so um rode my bike from seattle down to california in the early 90s and then got a little bit bored of being on the bike so would stop to climb mount shasta Took me three times to get to the top of Rainier because two times we were pulled off for weather. So, um, just had to stop and climb mountains along the way, along that bike trip, too. So,
1: well, so, Franny, you were, your dad was a cattle farmer? Yes. And you grew up on a farm? Well, it was,
2: I grew up part-time on a farm. So, uh, every other weekend and summers. And... Um, And, you know, when we were younger, my dad was also involved in the restaurant business and the farming was his side job. And it wasn't until he was able to retire in his uh, early 50s that he got to farm full time.
1: So, yeah, lots of horses in our life growing up. Well, do you think that the farming experience that you had when you were young uh, contributed to this sense of adventure that was kind of in your in your blood it sounds like because I, you know i think being on a farm is kind of i mean it's hard work i don't i don't know well, where that a, adventure comes from well as a
2: child it was absolutely beautiful because everything is an adventure we didn't have the responsibilities um you know when you're out on the farm so the responsibilities are go check on the animals and make sure they have water and they're happy that's pretty easy And uh, I used to love to decorate the hay barn and make forts out of it. There were always forts to build and trees to climb. So it's just a beautiful way and a beautiful experience to have that freedom. So, yes, I think we all end up searching for that childlike wonder we once had and
1: I I just the search didn't stop till I got my own farm. Well, there you go, and it sounds like it's not stopping still. So after you were kind of growing up, and you rode your bike, and you climbed all these—I mean, that—that's adventure right there. How did you end up coming east, or how did you even end up coming to Asheville? Well,
2: I ended up get—I thought I'd never leave the West. Lived out there eight years. Ended up coming back for graduate school. And then the greatest gift came along, my son, Zach. So it was just, I never intended, excuse me, to stay in Nashville. It's just I got a free scholarship. That's what brought me back. And then I longed for that out West feeling, liberal, artsy. I haven't watched TV in decades. I am just in a blissful la-la land, and I needed the outdoors back. And so on a little family adventure, happened to Asheville on the way to Wilmington. Got to Wilmington, didn't make it 24 hours before he said, let's go back to Asheville, and three weeks later, moved here. Wow, we hear that story a lot. Yeah, and that That was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Almost 20 years ago, 19, yep.
1: So your kids were, do you have more than one son? We have one son,
2: and he is twenty one engineering student at NC State and working for John
1: Deere up in Iowa this summer. We're super proud and love him. That is so awesome. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen. When we come back from the break, Frannie, I want to talk more about what it is that's happening on that farm. There's so much going on, and it seems like there's a movement. I've been doing a little research, and you know, Asheville and Western North Carolina is just rich with so much agricultural history and people who are working the land and getting back to those roots. And I want to talk to you more about that, how um, taking all of your experience, what you've done and in, in your background to be where you are today, um, it just seems so inspiring and just such a great transition. I'm really excited to have you on the show today.
2: Well, thank you. I think we have people from all over the world that come and
1: feel the same way i think so too all right well this is marilyn ball you're listening to speaking of travel we'll be back after the break here with farmer franny i'm so excited having you in the uh in the studio today randy i feel like we should be playing like old mcdonald had a farm right (laughs) (laughs) i'll
0: I'll see if i can dig that one up or
1: going up the country i like Ah, that there you go All all right well stay tuned we'll be back right after the break is on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
0: Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit olacarolina.com and transform how you attract, Engage and connect with Latino customers.
1: As Elite Airways starts its descent into Vero Beach, Florida, passengers will realize this is no typical Florida beach town. It's a hidden gem on Florida's Atlantic coast, where its beauty goes far beyond the beach, where culture, eco-adventure, and pure relaxation await you, and where there are no high-rises to spoil the sunrises. Discover the one destination that's a natural for your next vacation. Discover Vero Beach today
3: Get ready to discover Vero Beach. Visit SummerFlyAway.com and register for your chance to win two round-trip tickets on Elite Airways from Asheville Regional Airport to Vero Beach Regional Airport. Three days and four nights luxury accommodations at Costa de Este Beach Resort and Spa. Tickets to the McKee Botanical Gardens. paddle boat tour for two with paddles by the sea. And two airboat tour tickets from Florida Airboat Rides. Discover Vero Beach today. Log on to SummerFlyAway.com. No purchase necessary. See official rules for details.
4: Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like on...
1: Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been here helping people call Asheville and Western North Carolina home for a really long, long time. So if you're looking for a great farm or a a place in town, a little bungalow, you need to check out AppalachianRealty dot com. Well speaking of farms, my guest today is Franny Farmer, Farmer Franny. Franny, it is so great to meet you and to have you here in the studio today. Well thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I know and you've got so much going on and it's really great listening to you talk about, you know, growing up and being on a farm, having that farm experience, waking up, feeding the animals, making sure that that they were alive, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, big, a good way we want them. That's a big responsibility, right? It is. Yeah. So you moved to Asheville, Western North Carolina, twenty almost twenty years ago. Raised your son here, but did you buy the farm right out? What was what was going on at that point?
2: Oh, I don't know what happened. We just went through this decade of doing the hustle, you know, and I was a teacher when I came here and then I got into pharmaceuticals. So the story goes pharma, P-H-A-R-M-A, to farm, farm at a farm. My husband is a contractor and we were just doing, doing the deal until kind of, Everything fell out, and we were like, we were supposed to move to a farm. We made this deal when we got married. And our son turned 15 and could drive, so we were like, perfect time. And that's, you know, kind of—now none of it really—it's all about the farm for me now.
1: Well, tell me how that even unfolded, because, you know, this area, this region is rich with such a— agricultural background heritage there's so many beautiful farms and beautiful places how did you find your place
2: um well even though we were living in the city we were doing city gardening bees we had city chickens we were kind of the obnoxious neighbors with the entire edible yard it wasn't landscaped um, so we were very embedded already in the farming community, and some of my friends, one of my best friends I call Chicken Christy, had a farm, and we used to spend a lot of time with them. So when the search began, I looked at 90 farms before we finally got the one that we are on right now.
1: Wow. And so tell us a little bit about the farm. The farm,
2: we call it the Bowl of Heaven. It's absolutely magnificent it's 33 acres and we are open to the public part of what we're all about is inspiring and educating and giving people an opportunity to experience a farm like they do a park so we are officially by the usda shepherds we are a sheep farm but we raise heritage poultry we have donkeys we have goats that are awesome to do yoga with at special occasions. We have gardens, we have a hiking trail and we have an eco community village up on our ridge that's got rustic campsites. It's got three glamping sites, two eco cabins, and they all share a community building with the kitchen, bathrooms and showers. So they have a community fire pit. It is amazing. We have a hundred blueberries, we partner with Bee Charmer and have a bee and pollinator garden, and we have an event center in our barn. It's just it's just amazing.
1: Franny, you you guys have <clears throat> really created uh what sounds like a magical place right here in our own backyard. That I mean, what a labor of love. It is the truest labor of love. Well, talk to me a little bit about the you know this this term ecotourism agritourism uh, you kind of you talked about education educating people inspiring people tell me a bit a bit about how that all kind of comes together well the motivation is every time i went and
2: experienced something new that feeling of That childlike feeling of, I just learned something when you're an adult, and this is really cool, and this is really relative. So when you take all the amazing things that you have and you want to give back, that's what I want to give back, the experience. Farm camp, I just think, is amazing, and we have people that come and stay on our farm, parents stay on our farm, and put the kids in farm camp while they tool into town and visit. So we just wanted to give everybody the experience. And it's been, you know, a learning curve. We continue to evolve as we go with educational tours, self-guided tours. So people have that freedom to go and meet the animals and feed them and pet them and learn about them. It's, It's a little of something for everyone. We have festivals and yoga retreats. I know. I it know.
1: Amazing. I see your face.
2: It I is amazing. Know.
1: It just goes on and on and on. Oh yeah. So you must have uh, quite a staff over there. Do you have a lot of people who are um, working with you? Uh, no.
2: <laughs> My husband. God bless that man. Is amazing and is a weekend warrior and worked at night. So he still um, works. And then it's me and I have a farm manager and then I have the most amazing support people that are helping me lead the different projects. So we've got a farm camp director that is educated and been in the field for years. We have um, Asheville Bee Charmer that helps us with all our bee garden now. Um, we do. We also work with the vocational program and we have some an amazing opportunity for to teach them skills and for them to help work on our farm and we get volunteers and contract and seasonal, we just pull it together.
1: It is farmer Franny for a reason. I guess so I am farming. So Franny, how, how long have you had the farms? How many years have you actually been doing this?
2: So we have bought our land four and a half years ago and it was five foot brambles with no power and no water. So, like I said, weekend warriors. I still had a fir-
1: full-time job the first year I was on the farm, too. My goodness. Well, do you feel that it has um, this land? I mean, it just sounds so mesmerizing. I, I've been on land before that is that talks to you, that is magical, that's, that gives you kind of the inspiration to do what needs to be done to lay out your dreams. Is that land like that?
2: Well, and the circle never ends. So as we bring children and their laughter to the farm, it feeds the energy of the farm that feeds the energy of the people that are there. As we have festivals and all the music and dancing and laughter and love, and then we have yoga retreats, it is all circular. People come there to be healed, and in turn, they are
1: healing the land. It is magic. It is. So give us an idea if we wanted to come to visit, where would we go to get more information?
2: Our website is amazing www.franniesfarm.com. It has a little of everything. It has stuff about our event venue and farm weddings. We really specialize in festival weddings, again, with music and dancing. Um, you can look at our different lodging options, learn more about Farm Camp, and we're, um, you can learn more about our hemp. We are the first farmers in documented history to plant industrial hemp seed in Western North Carolina. So that's part of a research project. So we're really working with NC State and a bunch of, um, oh, so much and so much exciting stuff, all very new and innovative in farming. So you can learn about our hemp fields, and you can learn about when we offer yoga with goats and our different retreats. So the website has got
1: everything and a direct way to contact us if you have questions. That is so nice. I can't wait to to come out there. I'm excited. Uh I haven't been out there yet, and I I already feel like I'm ready to... Get my feet in the dirt and my hands doing something. You're pretty adorable. I'm going to sweep you up and take you out there. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll make that happen. Well, listen, when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about that hemp. That's okay. very cool. And just keep talking. This is so much fun. Thanks, Franny, for being here today. I'm happy to be here. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with my guest, Farmer Franny. We'll be back after the break. Moo. <laughs> As Elite Airways starts its descent into Vero Beach, Florida, passengers will realize this is no typical Florida beach town. It's a hidden gem on Florida's Atlantic coast, where its beauty goes far beyond the beach, where culture, eco-adventure, and pure relaxation await you, and where there are no high-rises to spoil the sunrises. Discover the one destination that's a natural for your next vacation. Discover Vero Beach today.
0: Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in- Engage and connect with Latino customers.
1: Office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
3: Get ready to discover Vero Beach. Visit SummerFlyAway.com and register for your chance to win two round-trip tickets on Elite Airways from Asheville Regional Airport to Vero Beach Regional Airport. Three days and four nights luxury accommodations at Costa de Este Beach Resort and Spa. Tickets to the McKee Botanical Gardens. paddle boat tour for two with paddles by the sea. And two airboat tour tickets from Florida Airboat Rides. Discover Vero Beach today. Log on to SummerFlyAway.com. No purchase necessary. See official rules for details.
4: Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on.
1: Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. There's some good folks over there right off of Charlotte Street on Arlington Place. Cute little bungalow. This team knows Western North Carolina, I'll tell you what. And remember... Be sure to enter the Vero Beach Summer Flyaway Sweepstakes, www.summerflyaway.com. One lucky winner is going to receive two round-trip tickets on Elite Airways right down into Vero Beach, which I hear is pretty awesome. Well, speaking of pretty awesome, my guest today, Franny, Farmer Franny, is here with us. Franny, I'm just, uh, you know, my mouth is open here. I love this whole farm concept, the ecotourism, the the educational component. You talked about children's laughter, and I don't know, it just sounds all so magical. What a great, great story you have, you well, lucky you. dog, you. Well,
2: get out there because we share it with everyone. Uh, Everybody yeah. gets to
1: experience that it. That is so cool. Well, we're just going to have to come out there. Randy, you and I are going to have to take a little field trip out to Franny's Farm. What do you think? I
0: think uh, a remote appearance is in order for there speaking of travel, yes.
1: So, Franny, before the break, we were talking about the hemp seed going in. And, I, you know, I've been doing a little research on that, too, and keeping up with what's going on in our state here in North Carolina and in Kentucky, I know there's some, and tell us a little bit about how you ended up doing the hemp seed, being the first farmer in Western North Carolina to to grow hemp. I know you worked with Blake Butler, who's here now with us in the studio. Hey, Blake.
5: Hey, Marilyn, how are you?
1: I'm well. So I wanted to bring Blake in, too, to talk a little bit about this whole hemp thing. What's going on with that?
2: Well... I'm really good. Blake found me. His, I knew his wife. We have one degree of separation a thousand times over. We'd known of each other. And he's been a leader in this industry for the past three years on the legis, doing a, a ton of stuff. And all of a sudden, all the stars li- lined up, and he called me. And what would you say, Blake? What happened next?
5: (laughs) Well, you know, I had heard, too, from my end that Franny was interested in hemp through my wife. And I had been looking for the right partner on the farming end. Because I called when the nobody was going to plant hemp seed out here, and I thought that was going to be real disappointing for some of the Western North Carolina farmers. The nobody one was going to take a shot at it. So when I called Frannie, I said, you know, I've been looking for somebody like you that we can come together. And <laughs> once I talked to her and, and knew that she was really interested in the science of it, knowing her forestry degree and everything that she's done in her life I knew that we could not only come together but we could do some really good work so we could pass on our experience planting hemp for the first time to other farmers the next generation. She's been real instrumental with NC State and getting them involved so it's just been a great experience to find the right partner that has the same focus and Franny and I say it all the time this isn't for us, it's for other people because we're trying to you know, pave the way but at the same time it's an open Intent Maryland, we have to remember that there's farmers in Kentucky's that have already been through it. So we're really good about reaching out to those folks and collaborating, and being sure that we're passing on best practices. Being first time out here in the western part of the state,
1: well, give us a little idea about hemp, the industry of hemp, as it were, and why it's so important for farmers like Franny and others throughout our state to participate in in this particular. Industry.
5: Well, I think for farmers in North Carolina, after tobacco fell by the wayside, after the tobacco buyout program was over, there was really no other opportunity for all this land out there. And it's really underutilized land and farmers are looking to either sell it or pass it on to the next generation in their family by identifying a crop that can be sustainable. And knowing that hemp is native to all 50 states, we kind of know it as ditch weed for those of us that grew up out here in the mountains. It's very resilient. It's tobacco and wheat and that the farmers around here already know really how to plant, and we have to innovate on the harvest side. So it's a perfect match, Maryland, for those farmers that are interested in textiles, manufacturing, grain, some of the things they already know how to do. Um, For us personally, when I started talking to Franny about it, I said, you know, I've self-anointed myself with this whole whole hemp X thing. So, you know, I think that if you go out there and plant, it will give hope to a lot of people, you know, that have been thinking – could I transition and one day get into the hemp industry? So it's perfect for our state being in the South and knowing that the governor of South Carolina and Tennessee signed the industrial hemp bills last month. I think we'll see North Carolina falling behind Kentucky as one of the leaders in hemp. Now, I don't think they're too interested in Raleigh of legalizing marijuana anytime soon. So I think it's going to be a complete focus on how we can uh, grow this test program and this pilot program. And they want to see some positive results, and that's something that Fran and I are constantly doing trying to figure out not only the market but how many farmers are really interested in growing this crop.
1: So Franny, for you when Blake approached you and said I've been looking for you girl <laughs> and there you were how did you begin to think hemp on your farm? Well,
2: we're we're all following What the legislation is doing. So as that comes, and I knew Blake had been a part of it. So when he said, I've been looking for you, I said, I've been looking for you. I need somebody that can handle and knows all about one area of it where I know about farming. You know, I'm into the science. That's what my background is. I like to farm. And more important, I live in a farming community. One of the last farming, really solid farming communities these are my people. This is my community. These are my friends. We are all, it is a bigger driven purpose to, and and I've just grew up my whole life always having farmers in every part where we'd spend, you know, reunions or holidays. That is one of the joys of my life, and I want to just keep that solid. We need farms. We need our small farms, and small farms need a product that they can grow that helps subsidize their family, you know, as a primary, it would be great for it to be a primary income. So I think
5: hemp is the hope. And when we first agreed to do this, Franny told me, she says, I have no idea how some of these farmers out here in Lester might react, but. It's been positive across the board. We've had farmers visit there when we were planting. So it's been a real positive experience. We got together 30-plus farmers uh, and entrepreneurs at the um, Lester Library a couple of weeks ago. So there's a lot of interest, Marilyn.
1: Well, do you think there was a perception of hemp in people's minds leading up to some of these trailblazers like Kentucky that moved forward because of its connection to marijuana?
5: Yes, I think so. There's always been a little bit of a confusion since the federal go- government outlawed industrial hemp and made it a Schedule One drug. I think you know people are just starting to come around that we have nothing to do with trying to legalize marijuana, but more to do with identifying an opportunity for the farmer. And a sustainable one at that. So once again, for those people from West North Carolina that know the textile industry, this is an idea to bring back a couple of manufacturers and say, hey, we can you can source this hemp from 50 miles down the road, blend it with another. You know, alpaca, maybe another sustainable, eco-friendly fiber and create a new clothing line. But what you've essentially done is you've reinvigorated a rural economy, given hope to farmers, and you have your wonderful messaging campaign that you can run on Facebook all day long. So, I mean, it's a win-win for all of us to find companies that can come back in, make the investment. And we can figure out how the farmer can make money again, Marilyn. I think that's the main thing. Everybody asks us, how can I make money on this? We don't know that yet, but we're trying real hard to identify it. Trying real hard.
1: (laughs) To be able to have a revenue source again and to feel solid in the land and to know that the land can stay in people's families it's been there for generations versus having to sell it or you know whatever Mm. well when we come back from the break let's pick up right there talk a little bit more about the hemp product because i'm interested in finding out just a little bit more about where it's heading Mm. you know where this end beautiful dream can go and also franny i want to talk to you more about staying up there. I want to come and spend the night and do yoga and all that fun stuff. So thank you both, Blake and, and Franny, for being here today. And this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back right after the break. On Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
0: Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit olacarolina.com and transform how you attract, in. Engage and connect with Latino customers.
1: As Elite Airways starts its descent into Vero Beach, Florida, passengers will realize this is no typical Florida beach town. It's a hidden gem on Florida's Atlantic coast, where its beauty goes far beyond the beach, where culture, eco-adventure, and pure relaxation await you, and where there are no high-rises to spoil the sunrises. Discover the one destination that's a natural for your next vacation. Discover Vero Beach today.
3: Get ready to discover Vero Beach. Visit SummerFlyAway.com and register for your chance to win two round-trip tickets on Elite Airways from Asheville Regional Airport to Vero Beach Regional Airport. Three days and four nights luxury accommodations at Costa de Este Beach Resort and Spa. Tickets to the McKee Botanical Gardens. paddle boat tour for two with paddles by the sea. And two airboat tour tickets from Florida Airboat Rides. Discover Vero Beach today. Log on to SummerFlyAway.com. No purchase necessary.
4: See official rules for details. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... A
1: Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, visit speakingoftravel.net. There you'll find photos and... Blog posts, beautiful stories, and f- some fantastic um links to other podcasts. It's really a fun place. No passport required. Speaking of travel dot net, and be sure you enter the Vero Beach Summer Flyaway Sweepstakes. www.summerflyaway.com dot dot com. Well, my guest today, Franny Farmer, Franny is right here in the studio. Franny, I feel like we should be. Drinking goat's milk or something, <laughs> or beer. Okay, that would be that would be good too. And Blake Butler is here in the studio. We've been talking about hemp.
5: Hey there, Marilyn.
1: Hey, and of course, Randy. I'm just bringing you in here because we got a big hoot nanny going on right here.
0: Yeah, the great finale to the show. Here. I, I love, love
1: it. it. So before the break, we were talking about the growing of the hemp. You know, I saw—let's talk just a minute. You have a great um, website. Tell us again the website is— So, com. I mean, you go to that site, and you're going to find all kinds of really cool things and updates. And seeing you actually putting that seed into the ground, I mean, that was like— a gone with the wind moment, you know, at the intermission where she holds up her hand in the garden and says, I'll never go hungry again. It was kind of like that. You know, you were making a mark. It was a bit of a religious experience. Yes. yes. yes.
5: Sure. So,
1: Blake, how did you feel? I mean, for you, that must have been a really monumental moment. It
5: was a dream come true. I always look at it like we, you know, made history and we took a historical record of it. I filmed uh, Jeff and Franny. um standing there and planting the first seed so 100 years from now somebody can look back and say who did this.
1: Yeah, real pioneers. I mean, this is pioneering time, Randy, don't you think? I, I mean, agree. like
5: it's big time. I grew up on a farm and I know what
0: that means and and what all of this means. How's the crop doing? I want to know we're in the growing season now. How is the crop doing?
2: We are very pleased. Now, we are growing for fiber, so it grows very different depending on what the method is. So, we want it to grow tall and Pretty thin stock with not a lot of leaves and flowers. So right now, it's right past my knees. Really, But we are part of a research project. So we did a couple of different plots. That's the best one. We've got one we did with a no-till drill where we had the extension services and Mm -hmm. other farmers from the community come in. There was a collective of us that have tried that one. Um, But with our recent soil test back, we're going to try a couple of organic natural fertilizers on that area and see what else we can do with it. But we've got hemp past our knees That's already. Great. That's great. That That's is great. so
1: great. So, when your visitors come, do you take them over there and, and talk about what's going on there? Well, we have self guided tours and then we have
2: planned tours. So, if you want to visit the hemp field, you have to schedule a group tour, and you can do that by either going to franniesfarm.com, sending us an email, or calling. Or social media. Any way you reach out to us, we will get your message. So and you have a Facebook page also? We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, You're Pinterest. all over it. Yes, we're starting a new
1: video blog, YouTube. We're everywhere. That is awesome. So you talked about events, and I know, Blake, you have a big event coming up. Let's talk about that just for a
5: minute. I do. It's an annual event called HempEx Asheville, and I'm moving it to Franny's farm. Naturally, because not only do we have the hemp planted there, but we're going to give people a real hands on immersive experience in these workshops so they can handle and process some of the hemp that's come from Franny's field, really learn what it takes to do it with really old school tools and just have more of an understanding of the products that you can create with hemp. I mean, I've told Franny, out of all the events I've done, I'm not really into the expo where you have a hundred different vendors saying different things. I would rather people come in and then be part of a workshop when they leave. They've attained a skill set or at least their curiosity is peaked of, hey, they go back home to their community and say, this hemp thing could very well work. So I'm really excited it's September 22nd and the 23rd. On the 22nd, we're going to have a a dinner at Franny's Farm called Taste of Hemp and then on the thirtieth we're gonna have all the workshops. Each ticket is twenty five dollars. It's twenty five dollars to camp at Franny's farm. Real straightforward we want you to camp with us, be with us. We got people already coming from seven states, so it's gonna be quite of a fair. But it it needed to refocus and be on a farm because I've done a couple of events in Kentucky on Mike Lewis's farm and it really makes sense if you're doing hands on hemp workshops. Does that uh, coincide with harvest of the crop? It does. We're going to harvest a, a couple of weeks before Hempex Asheville. So we'll have a lot of it already stacked, ready to be you know, broke through a hemp break, as well as we've already soaked some of it in a redding tank. So people will really be able to use the process and start to spin it. We're having a weaver and a spinner come down from Tennessee. So really oh, get great. into the, the disciplines of it. So Franny and I are going to have ready to go. We'll probably have some still standing there to see how tall it can grow just for the fun of it. But uh, but yeah, we're going to have a lot of it already chopped down.
1: Yep. That sounds so much fun yeah. and educational. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love the idea of people being able to go away with a, a skill set of really being able to do something else.
2: Yeah, there's t- also a paper making and a hempcrete building. There's some real... I love the workshops.
1: Love to learn. So Blake, is there a website...
5: There is. Folks can go to hempexashville dot com, and all sorts of information is on the website. The schedule, as well as ticket links, a lot of photos of Franny's Farm. Everybody needs to check her out online. It's just a beautiful place. It really is a sense of place, and then when you go to a festival or have an experience there, you walk away and think about it. So it's one of those things that we want to feature as far as Hempex Asheville. Say, look where you're going to be staying, and it's really conducive for learning. Which is important. So being out on the farm. So yeah, hempexashville dot com is the place to go.
1: Easy. Well, Frenny, I want to talk to you a little bit about events because Hemp, Hemp, Hemp X is going to be out there. You mentioned that you do weddings and yoga retreats and private parties. You also do another big festival out there. Yes,
2: uh, Asheville Barnaroo. And it will be actually the following weekend after HempX. So we're just going to start the party and not stop. Come on out for the entire week and have an array of experiences. But Asheville Barnaroo, the last weekend of September, has a local regional artist. We've got, again, it's a little bit smaller environment, just about twenty vendors, so it's very intimate. With camping for the whole weekend, but awesome music, Southern culture on the skids, Holy Ghost Tent Revival, Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats. There's just some awesome, awesome artists there. So, yeah,
1: yeah, it's always something. I'll tell you, Frannie, I am so impressed with you know this kind of small town gal. Getting out and doing all these adventuresome activities, being out in the world, and then finding your path right here to Western North Carolina, and and being able to embark on a on a life and a lifestyle that is right for you. It, you know, you don't hear that story all the time. Well, I appreciate
2: that. And yeah, it's pretty amazing getting to provide a place and space and events for people that bring such joy. So what a what a great opportunity and i'm super blessed and grateful
1: i love the idea that um people families can come and the parents can be going to town or do whatever they want to do and you've got this farm camp. That sounds really cool.
2: Oh yeah. We have all sorts of amazing adventures. We like to send parents on all around town while the kids are hanging
1: out with us, learning to cook and garden and play with pigs and chickens. Well you know what I love so much too is your sense of community. I mean that you've brought that with you with your farm is to you know, not just have it be about you and your family and what what you love to do but to bring it bigger to to share it with with so many and people can come and learn and feel comfortable and be there that's a beautiful thing well i thank
2: you for that i appreciate you saying that it is a beautiful thing it's a great gift because i get to give everybody else this gift of an experience That is so natural and connects so many people to something everybody leaves and is impacted in their own personal way. So...
1: It's it's a very blessed life. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. It's franniesfarm.com. And that's Franny with a Y, franniesfarm.com. You can find everything. It's kind of like Alice's restaurant, it's all there. <laughs> exactly, right. Exactly. And Blake, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, also, for having me. It was great. you know, talking about the hemp product that's, you know, this is pioneering work. This is, this is what. You know, we look back on our history right here, our Western North Carolina history. We've got such a rich and deep history of farming and community, and you're keeping that going. I I respect and honor both of you for that. Thank you. Well, thank yeah, you. It. And, Randy, always a pleasure having always. you in the studio because you're here every week. That's right. It's my <laughs> pleasure. And you're a farm boy yourself.
0: And we'll be back next week.
1: We will indeed. Well, thank you both, Franny, Blake, Randy. Adios. Have a great week. Thank you again. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. And remember, as you go out into the week, dream big, go visit a farm, and remember, don't postpone joy.